as women, a lot of times we have to worry about our hair and our makeup mm-hmm. and you know, we're not feeling well, but once you batch your content and you're just doing it in one day, you really don't have to worry about it. So essentially, if you want to, you only have to shoot content twice a year if, if that's the route you want to go. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pillay, and welcome to episode 133 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet Shara Cutts, who's the CEO of Spliced Ego Films. Shara's team helps service-based CEOs become more intentional and streamlined content creators. During our conversation, Shara breaks down her process for creating six months worth of content for her clients in just one day. Even if you're not yet ready to hire a video team like hers, she walks us through the keys to creating high converting video. She tells us what kind of content to start with, how to break it down into shareable video formats for different platforms, and so much more. Before we hear the rest of Shara's episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Shara's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. The She's Off-Script podcast also has a membership community to help you launch and grow your own business with resources and live coaching. Join our Boss Off-Script community today by going to sewaajpele.com forward slash community. With that, let's go off-script with the CEO of Spliced Ego Films, Shara Cuts. Shara Cuts, welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So for anyone in our audience who hasn't heard of you before, could you share who you are and what you do? Yes. As she said, my name is Shara Cuts. I am owner and lead filmmaker for Splice Ego Films, and I help busy CEOs become efficient, streamlined content producers that connects their audience with the brand story and not just the sales. So Shara, what does it look like to have a streamlined content creation process? So what that looks like is, of course, a busy CEO. They don't always have the time to sit down and, you know, map out days where they want to create content. So what my team comes in and does to streamline the process is we have a six months in a day content creation program. So basically what that is, is we sit with you beforehand and map out a strategy of, okay, well, what is it that your audience likes? You know, what's a lot of user generated content and how can we turn that into you reaching your audience on a larger scale? So we come in in batch. Usually we plan out about 26 videos and we help you construct your topics, you know, just really outline that so that you can see, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be talking about this. So essentially it's enough content. Once we come in and film with you, my team and I, you have up to eight hours. Usually some people do it in three. I know Jordan Gill has been through the program and she filmed six months of content in three hours. So it's just, she is amazing. (laughs) And, you know, it was just really amazing to me. She was actually our first client when we started that and to just see her get through that much content. She was so organized. She had these big post-it notes with her talking points on them. So that's what my team and I do. So you come in and you film the 26, I would say episodes. And then from there, 
we break everything down into a strategy so that you're getting not only videos for your YouTube channel that you post once a week, but you're getting enough mini content so that you can post every day for six months. And the things that we have heard about, you know, how much easier it makes their business that they don't have to worry about, oh, well, I have to film on this week. And, you know, because as women, a lot of times we have to worry about our hair and our makeup mm-hmm. and, you know, if we're not feeling well, but once you batch your content and you're just doing it in one day, you really don't have to worry about it. So essentially, if you want to, you only have to shoot content twice a year if, if that's the route you want to go. That sounds like the ideal. I feel like if you're going to create that much content in advance, you need to have a strategy for the type of content that you're creating as a service-based entrepreneur. So in your experience, what kind of strategy has worked for your clients as far as the type of content that they're creating? The type of strategy really that has words is, I would say, storytelling. People do not just want to be sold 24-7. So when we film our content, we do not want it to be like you're speaking to a colleague. We really want you to speak from the heart. So that's the strategy that we look at. You know, say if we're working with a medical professional, we don't want them to film their content as if they're talking to another doctor. We need you to break it down into small chunks that, you know, just the general audience is able to understand. So that strategy has worked very well for us. And then we also go in and look at your analytics. You know, if you're running a business Instagram or something of that nature, we look over and see, okay, you know, they responded well to this or, you know, what are you most known for? We really comb through the the comments on your social media profiles and look at things that route to figure out the strategy. Got it. So you have to essentially use this process to amplify the creation of content that's already working for your audience, right? Yes. So if they are currently, you know, doing a podcast, we give them that option when they come to us with their mini content. Okay. Are you going to want these videos to be converted into podcast episodes? So it's just a really cool idea because a lot of people don't know, oh, you know, I can redistribute this as a podcast. They think, oh, if it's just video, I just can use it for video. But no, you can actually extract the audio and just, you know, have an audio podcast (laughs) wherever you host. Wow. So could you walk us through the chain of content that you're creating? You said you start out with 26 base videos. So once I have my cornerstone content, how are you breaking it down into all the different pieces of content that make up my six months worth of content? So your options are having content for your top three platforms. So for example, we have a client who focuses on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Mm -hmm. So what I will do as the videographer is go in and structure those videos based on the platform that they're for. So for instance, if we're doing Facebook, I will not edit a video that shows the entire face, you know, the entire video on Facebook. It'll just show a clip of it. And then at the end, it will have an end card that says for more, you know, head on over to YouTube because a lot of our clients are looking to monetize their YouTube channel. So that's where we want their to push their audience to. So we'll push them to YouTube from that route if they're on LinkedIn, because what we also do is create an intro and outro video. So it also helps, you know, with the brand message and brand consistency and familiarity. And so if they're on LinkedIn, then we'll cut the end of the video that has your YouTube outro on it. So essentially it's like, it's different 
videos, depending on what platform you're on. So on YouTube, of course, it has the outro, the outro screen where you can add your end cards. And then from there, we go through and create the mini content that you're able to post once a day. We will go in and take out little excerpts. Like if there's a certain quote or something or a statistic, Mm -hmm. we'll pull that out and in turn, turn that into content that you can use on your, your Facebook feed. And then we also will create, you know, Instagram stories that have information where your audience can really interact with you. They can do poll questions or, you know, they can have like a multiple choice and select the right answer. So there's just a number of things that we can do to just make it really interactive. So that's that's the what I really enjoy about creating the six months in a day. Now, I will say some of our clients, what usually works best is you have our six months of content, but you shouldn't stop what you're already doing. So if you already have a content manager who is, you know, helping you get content and putting your content out there, this goes hand in hand. So that way you're able to post more than once a day or say you're going live on Facebook, you should still be doing your usual process, but this just enhances your uh, content distribution. Got it. So now that we have all of the content and it sounds like you're being very strategic about having your long form content at the top of your content funnel and then figuring out where to post you know, smaller pieces of that content to drive people back to the long form content. So I love that. Now you talked about having a content distribution process. So what's the best way to distribute that content? Is there a recipe that you have where people are saying, depending on, you know, this type of audience, this is where I'm going to put the the content that I'm creating? No, there's not really a strategy behind that. It's just a matter of being consistent. You know, for people to remember you, you have to be posting on a daily basis at the very minimum. So there's not so much strategy behind that. I know on Instagram, I'm very particular on aesthetic. So the more that you can plan out, you know, your thumbnails or even on YouTube, I've been recommending that my clients all do have thumbnails that give the audience a taste of what it is you're going to be talking about in the video. But yes, I'm very big on aesthetics on Instagram. That's probably our top platform that our clients like to focus on. So we really just get in and dig in and say, Hey, you know, where does this go? Or how does that look? Because some clients have brand colors, you know, they might be using pink, blue, and green. And, and so how does that look? And so that's one thing that I take into consideration when I look over the profiles, I see what they've already been posting and, you know, how I can make it look better. Hmm. And then you mentioned that if we're already using specific tools to schedule out, then we should keep using it. But I'm curious, what are some of the common tools that you're seeing people use to schedule and plan out their content? The most used one I'm seeing right now is Planoli. That's a Mm -hmm. big one. And then the Facebook business suite allows you to go in. And actually, the Facebook business suite is more favorable than using Planoli. I've heard that, you know, if you're using Planoli to schedule out your post on Facebook, you can become shadow banned. So those are the the top two that I recommend right now. Hmm. Now with a lot of things, I feel like there's already advice on how to create video 
on the internet. You can find it, you can Google it, but sometimes it's mindset that is the hindrance to people moving forward with the advice. So when people first hear about your service, what are some of the mindset challenges that they need to get over before they start to get comfortable with this batch content creation process? The number one thing is I am shy on camera and I hate hearing my voice. Ooh, Those are the top (laughs) two things that I hear or, oh, girl, I don't want to do that yet because I need to lose 30 pounds. And, you know, after (laughs) I've had my two children, I also had that complex, you know, because it changes us. And then they always say, oh, the camera adds 10 pounds. So it's like a lot of women are scared to get in front of the camera because they do not like the way that they look at the time. And I've just had to overcome that. You know, as long as you're showing up for your audience, those people that are truly in support of you, they don't care what you look like. You know, we're the only ones that are, you know, really care about our outer appearance. So as long as you are giving solid advice and just sharing you know, your knowledge, people don't care what you look like. So Mm -hmm. I always, you know, work with my audience. And when they say, oh, I don't like my voice or I don't like the way I look, you know, I just reassure them and, you know, maybe point out a couple of things that I do like about them or the unique voice that they have. Because for me, I was born and raised in Aurora, Colorado, yet I have a Southern accent. Hmm. had a Southern accent since I was 10 years old. My mom sent me to Arkansas for the summer and I came back and have stuck with the Southern accent my entire life. Although I was, you know, raised practically on the West coast. So you just have to get over it. And I just really work with them. And, you know, if you don't want to hear your voice, once we get done filming, you know, you're not going to hear it on set, but just, just, don't watch, just let your audience watch and see how they engage. Or if you want to play back and watch your video, listen to it on mute or closed caption. You know, there's, there's a number of different things, but we always take time when we're on set before we get started. You know, we have music, we have refreshments. We also provide lunch for our clients. You know, we take a little break just so that they're feeling really comfortable. We ask them, okay, well, what is your favorite music and what type of food do you like? What do you want for lunch? So usually clients are very surprised with that, but we like to make them extremely comfortable because we want it to be like, you're just having another conversation and it doesn't have to be so uptight. So that's the avenue that we take on that. I love that because it dovetails well into my next question. I'm a planner. And if I'm going into an eight hour, six hour long day, I want to make sure that in my mind, I'm organized about how things are going to play out. What would you encourage the CEOs who are going to be working with you to do before they come to see you so that they feel prepared to really execute quality content? Because this is the content that's going to be out there for the next six months promoting their business. Well, really, we like to take the reins so Mm. that we have several, I think one to two content strategy meetings before the meeting. So we have a strategy call where we go over, okay, what topics we're going to be discussing. And then a few days before the event, we touch base again and 
kind of go over the timeline. So we actually come in we have those gigantic sticky notes. We have all of your talking points. So that's how we prep for that. For each question, we say, okay, list out three talking points because we want it to be a very conversational. We don't want you to try to memorize a script. So day of filming, we already have your talking points. They're ready for you, not on a teleprompter, but we do have the gigantic sticky notes so that really all you have to do is come in sit down and start talking. You literally do not have to get up if you don't want to, because we have your note cards and we're flipping them as we go through videos. So we do make it a seamless process because day of, we don't, if if you are so used to planning, we do not want you to operate from that space on the day of filming. It's just your job to come in and share your knowledge. So we try to make it as easy as possible. I love that. Now, why the flip cards or sticky cards versus teleprompters? Because I know there are a few apps right now that allow you to have teleprompters on an iPad or your iPhone. Well, no teleprompters because people can tell when you're reading from something Mm. and we like the responses to come from the heart. So, you know, I am able to go in and edit. If you mess up, I can cut parts where you, you know, look at your notes and say, oh, you know, that's what I'm supposed to be talking about just to keep you on track. So yeah, we do not like you to read word for word. So that's why we don't suggest the teleprompter. Okay. Now, would you suggest this process for brand new entrepreneurs or is this something for someone who's a little bit more seasoned and knows what the outcomes are that they're expecting from this video content? So this is for CEOs or business owners that are a little farther in their journey that already understand how content marketing works and just the distribution strategy because with some of the newer entrepreneurs you know there's so much other things that they're trying to figure out if they're not already on social media and they're really active there can sometimes be a learning curve we Mm -hmm. do still have clients like that and michael works with them as well it just takes a little more work so it's good for somebody like a jordan or you know bright girl media chanel yarber they're already consistently posting and this is just an added element of their content distribution and they already understand you know their posting times and they already understand how to make reels and so that's who we recommend that for so this is like an addition to their team so that they can take things to the next level and streamline as you say yes so if they have a content manager that they're already working with and you know the content manager has say they work on Instagram stories. Yeah. If they're working on that, it just helps them do their job so that you guys can put out more content. Because like I said, the more consistent you are, the more eyes you are going to have on your content. Yeah. So video content is so valuable right now. I think we're finding that you get higher engagement and probably a higher conversion rate to whatever service you're selling mm-hmm. if you're using video because you build that trust factor a little bit faster than you would with your static content. But these days, I feel like there are people who are recommending service providers on Fiverr. And I think a lot of that has to do with the investment that it takes to create video content. So could you speak to maybe the return on investment when it comes to spending or investing in your service, as opposed to maybe going to a Fiverr where you could find someone for $5 to edit your video. So I know it's cliche, but you get what you pay for. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Granted, you know, there are some amazing people on Fiverr and even Upwork. But when you have that personalized experience with my team, we're, we're actually coming in to get to know you. Because like I said, it's about the brand story and not just the sale. And that's one thing that I like about my services is it's not about the money for me. It never has been, you know, granted it is how I make a living, but I really am invested in all of my clients and their success. So you're getting that one-on-one personal experience with me. We're coming in with you and, you know, pretty much planning out a video treatment. So what a video treatment does is kind of tells your story. And then from there, we storyboard. So we map out, okay, if we're going to be filming here, this is what we want it to look like. You know, if, if we're going to film here, we have a wardrobe consultant. So we discuss looks and, you know, hair, makeup, all of that can be provided, you know, as an add-on because we just really want it to be a seamless experience. So yes, if you're going to Fiverr, It's not necessarily that, you know, the Fiverr person that you work with, okay, you might film something yourself, but are they going to care that you had a hair out of place or your necklace is crooked? That type of thing is what we keep our eyes on. So that is the add value for me. You know, it's that personalized experience. We're always going to make sure that you are in good hands and looking your best at all times. If you are going to be at home creating your own content before you are able to work with the videographer, I really encourage you to look at it from a storytelling element. So like I said earlier, We do not like to be sold 100% of the time, but if you can tell a great story that is relatable to your audience and somehow connects and ties into the service or product that you're offering, that is how you are going to keep your audience coming back. I feel like we can't avoid the elephant in the room right now, which is the COVID-19 virus. And I think that stopped a lot of people from getting in-person services. So how are you making your clients feel comfortable around the circumstances that we're dealing with today? So we keep our mask on. Everything is wiped down. We have sanitation wipes with us. We're taking temperatures. And then we also let our clients know, we check with them the day before, you know, how are you feeling? And so we do have a clause in our contract. If you are exhibiting any cold-like symptoms the day of, unfortunately, we do have to reschedule the shoot because we just cannot take the risk. And then Some of our other clients that are not comfortable with us coming within the six feet, we allow them to mic themselves. And so we just test audio to make sure that everything is clear. You know, if they want to shoot with the doors open, as long as it's quiet, wherever we are, we allow that just so that we have the air circulation. Mm -hmm. So those are a few ways that we are working through COVID-19. Yes, unfortunately, that is a reality right now. However, business still needs to go on and we still need the content. So for anyone who is now starting on their content creation journey or is really starting to amp up whatever they have going, what would you recommend for them to do as they're getting ready to take on your services? I would recommend that they really go through and look at what it is their clients most favor right now. So, you know, if you're using Instagram, you're able to go and look at your analytics per video and see, and it's really not so much about the likes. It's what are people sharing? What have they shared 
What are they saving? So looking at things like that is where you want to base your strategy and give them more of, you know, likes are not really, you know, people still you know, worry about them. But when you're in business and trying to convert your clients, you are looking at the the content that holds substance. Got it. Okay. So now for anyone who's like, all right, all right, Ishara, I'm ready to work with you. How can people find you and really follow the services that you have to offer? Okay. Well, first I am most active on Instagram. So you all can find me on there at Spliced Ego Films. And you can go to my website to apply for the program. We do not just select anyone. There's actually a process where you have to apply. And, you know, based on the answers that you have on your intake form, we kind of get a feel to see if you're a good fit. So you can visit my website at www.splicedegofilms.com. That's www.splicedegofilms.com. And yes, there you can click the link to apply and we will receive your email and review then to see if we want to move forward. All right. And as far as checking out our video content, I'm most heavily on my Vimeo channel. So Vimeo.com backslash Spliced Ego Films. And so I actually have a videography for solopreneurs conference coming up on May the 1st. And it's going to have Alana Marie, Micah Harden, and myself. Alana Marie is a director and filmmaker here in Dallas, and she focuses on soulful storytelling. So for those entrepreneurs who are looking to, you know, really build out their storytelling element, she has a program for that right now. So on May 1st at the conference, she's going to be talking about how you can connect storytelling and able to build your online community. And then I'm going to be speaking from the stance of, okay, well, once you have your story planned out and you film, what tool is it that you can go in? and use and edit to tell the story and that being Premiere Pro. And then Micah Harden is our marketing maven and creative director. And she is going to be wrapping it up with some gems for the content marketing strategy. You know, once you have this beautiful video, how are you going to promote it? Because what we've seen in the past is, okay, you get this beautiful brand video, but you just post it one time. You're not posting with the right caption. People only see it once. And then it's like, but that you're really not getting your ROI. So that's on May 1st. I'm excited about that conference. And I'm just looking forward to helping solopreneurs and really entrepreneurs that they have a team and are looking to really amp up their storytelling element and brand connections. I'm looking forward to serving all of them on May 1st. Well, I appreciate you sharing, Shara. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.